¡Ay! ¡Ay! Hola cariño. Hola amor. Y bienvenidos a Uy qué horror, a Latinx horror movie podcast with Johnny and Eileen. I'm Johnny. And I'm Eileen. <laughs> We're looking at each other's faces. faces. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's always weird to first look at your face because, yeah. again, we must remind everybody. We never see each other's faces. I mean, we see each other's. We see claro, todo our faces sí. through our un teléfono, a screen. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So here you are. Or like literally I could reach my hand out and like there's your body there's touching hands touching hands perfect posting that right now okay so I just gotta say Dígame. we are ahead of schedule which is a great thing yes lovely thing But I'm gonna just and like you know we try to just like not talk about like things that are happening in this moment. Yeah, the present day. But fuck it today because uh-huh. it's Eileen's birthday, everybody. Thirty nine and feeling fine. Thirty nine and feeling fine. I love that. Perfect. And I fucking hauled my ass up to New York City from Washington D.C. You guys have heard in the past episodes yes. where we have been together, but it's always me down there. Yes, in D.C. Milagro de Dios, este muchacho, que mira, my biggest complaint, and he knows it. He knows that I'm always yelling at his face, like, why won't you ever come to see me? <laughs> so finally he's here in my home. Here I am. Here you are. So happy birthday. Thank you. I love it so much. Me too. Um, I'm so excited. This episode we will be will probably be released, like, I'm going to say in three June? weeks after. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be after your birthday. It'll be after my birthday, yeah. which is a few weeks a few weeks down the line. But uh, fuck it. Fuck happy it. birthday. Thank you. You know, it's May 11th right now, everybody. May 11th today. Eileen's birthday. In the June date that you are listening to this, it is May it 11th. It is May 11th. So just... Take yourself back in time. Put yourself in full Taurus mode. Yes. Grab something comfortable, <laughs> something luxurious. Yes. Treat yourself to a fancy meal and listen to Uy Que Horror and pretend Absolutely. you're in the Taurus mentality. Speaking of fancy meals, I walk into the door of Eileen's apartment and she's like, I just cooked us a delightful meal. I Thank had you. a full meal when I walked into this apartment. It was delicious and Dear listener. Beverages. Trago. Estamos. We, it's her birthday, so we're Mira, celebrating. No es que estamos borrachos, pero sí tenemos unos tragos adentro. I'm a little, I'm a little fuzzy. Poor Johnny had to teach a 4 a.m. yoga yeah. class before he took a four-hour train to get over Listen. here. Listen. Okay. Not even that. I, look, I got into bed <laughs> At a reasonable hour last night, mm-hmm. but I, you know, I have trouble sleeping sometimes, so I did not sleep well. Got up at four o'clock in the fucking morning, taught a 6 a.m. yoga class, Ulta. went straight to the train station, got on a train, got off in New York City, got on the subway, and here we are. And, and here I we am are. two drinks deep. Yeah. And, um, Two so and a excited. Half, really. <laughs> two and a half, really. Yeah. Uh, so excited to be here with you and to talk about this. Blessedly short film. Well, because I knew, yo sabía, yo sabía, yo dije, mira, va a venir este hijo de la gran puta a mi casa. Va a venir y va a ser mi cumpleaños. And like, as much as I love the pod, I really didn't feel like doing a crazy amount of homework. Girl, I feel you. I get it. Yes. And so I picked, because this is, this week is my pick. I picked a teeny tiny short baby. 
And by teeny tiny short, I mean five minutes. Oh. A little under six, if you will. It flies by. Flies by. And we brought it up uh, when we did our Texas Chainsaw Massacre episode very quickly. It was un rapidito, un momentito. And uh, today we're doing Fede Alvarez's short, Ataque de Pánico. Yes. I'm so grateful for this choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For this choice. (laughs) (laughs) For this choice. Choice. Here we are. Here we are. Oh, Um, my God. So... So yeah, so let's um let's talk about this tiny short because let's not mince words. It's pretty fucking great for oh, no. six fucking minutes. It was awesome. It you know it makes sense why he was basically, I mean from Uruguay just all of a sudden because of this short because film of this dropped into Hollywood. Yeah. You know it's why he made the fucking new Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like it, it, this led to everything that has, that has happened to him. So let me give you a little teeny tiny synopsis. Please do. And then we can dive in and talk about this five minute baby. Okay. So I found this synopsis from IMDB. It is very brief. Giant robots invade Montevideo. Amazing. Bam. Boom. That's it. <laughs> okay, so before we get into this amazing, lovely film, please remember to subscribe, rate, and review. We love you for it. We appreciate you for it. It's everything we want. Do it for my birthday, guys. Come on. Happy the least birthday, you could do. Eileen. A birthday subscribe. gift to Eileen. Yes. That's all we want. A nice review. These these guys are cool. I love them. They Happy make birthday, me giggle. Eileen. Because <laughs> mostly I just want that written in time. Yes. Okay. Porque estamos con trago. Casi se nos olvida. I found a horror film name oh. in Spanish and in Portuguese for us. Nice, nice. Now, because we have, it seems like an alien invasion on our, t- on our hands mm-hmm. here. Yo dije, how about alien? Yeah. And see what it was called in Spanish and in Portuguese. And it was Alien, El Octavo Pasajero. I fucking love that. Or in Portuguese, Alien, O Oitavo Pasajero. That's really scary. Yeah, the eighth passenger. Wait, but there's only seven passengers on this ship. Mm, I don't think so. No, it's a lie. (laughs) (laughs) So, ladies and gentlemen, señoras y señores, Ataque de Pánico. From 2009, written by Fede Álvarez and Rodo Sayagüez, who is partner in crime. Mm-hmm. His dude for dudes. Yeah, dude <laughs> like, for dudes. Like just a man with yeah. a plan My and, and his buddy. Yes. I love it. Oh, and directed by Fede Álvarez. A small boy sits on a pier playing with some toy robots. Literally, like the most stereotypical, like square head, square body, uh, cylindrical type of like claw hands, fifties, boops, yeah, science fiction movie robot. Yeah. Danger, danger, Will exactly, Robinson. yeah, old school. De repente, un temblor. The little boy looks around, and over by a bridge that's close to him, through this very thick fog. We see giant robots approaching in a line. We get this zoom up, like close shot of this little boy's face with his jaw, like 
dropped open just like whoa first of all this kid is so cute so cute so cute this little kid nailed nailed this look i wrote in my notes his boca abierta reaction is perfection it's perfect just jaw to the ground i feel like of all the boca abierta reactions that there are in film which there are many mm-hmm. this is a high contender absolutely and Children in film for me is sometimes tough. You don't like them. I don't believe them. I'm yeah. not feeling it. But this kid, I was like, well, that's exactly how how I would expect you to react yeah. when, if you saw huge fucking robots approaching you. The way that it also is shot is that you see the legs of these robots going by on like the bottom half of the bridge. Mm-hmm. You don't really see the top until a little bit later because it's so foggy. Yeah. And you hear this goom, goom, stomping. Goom. Yeah. It's legit scary. So we have his sweet face, boca abierta, like <laughs> what the fuck? And he runs down the pier following trying to get to these giant machines and we get this other great shot of him like underneath one of the i don't know bridge lingo like one of the arches of the bridge Mm -hmm. and these huge i'm talking building size robots absolutely huge going by just gone I mean, he's literally like face to the sky looking up at these huge things. Above the robots, we also see a bunch of flying like spaceships, it seems like, and like a shit ton of them. And they all are going in the same direction. A Montevideo. Because we Mm -hmm. see the sign that like a road sign that says pointing this way. A Montevideo. Yeah. The screen statics and title card, Ataque de Panico. A car screeches to a halt and down this humongous freeway, one after another, these giant robots are stomping their way into the city. And they go through these railways. We see these industrial areas, these like big like like factories, it seems Mm -hmm. like, that they pass by. And very soon they're in the city streets and we see these people filming them with their handheld cameras. And the way that it's shot, it seems like we're also somebody that has a handheld because the camera is very it moves a lot. It's erratic. It's yes. It's, and, and seeing somebody with, you know, you see, I think, like a woman with her yeah. camcorder, yeah. basically. And this isn't that long ago. You know, this was 2009. 2009. But I thought. Perfect time capsule of 2009 when you still would see something like that. But I thought now... The camcorder is the kind that you like, you like flip yes, open the, the little, little screen. The little screen pops yeah, out. Yeah. It's small. Yeah. This is this exactly... Would be a phone. It would be a phone, but we would still be doing the exact same thing. Absolutely. Except there would be a hundred times more people being like, what the fuck? What the hell? Instead of running, yeah. I'm going to film. Yeah. So we see these robots approach what seems to be like... A capital building. It's very uh, intricate and beautiful. Like it looks like a. It looks like the White House. It looks yeah. like basically like a government building. We see a reporter explaining that una situación alarmante y estos robots. And then he said this phrase that I was like, oh shit, or at least lo que creemos que son robots. What we think are robots. Mm-hmm. 
And I was like, that's really scary. You know, what's so interesting about that is that at first I laughed uh-huh. because I was like, what? That's so stupid. But then I thought, what else would you think? Like, I don't know what to tell you. We think they're robots. They might be something else. How the fuck are we supposed to know what the hell's going on you here? You see a big machine going down and you're must like, be a that's robot. a robot. I yeah. can't believe what I'm seeing. Yeah. But that must be a robot. It's the closest thing to yeah. what we have learned. It's terrifying. Or no. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, <laughs> as he's saying this in unison, all these robots start lifting their forearms and pointing them at different areas. And suddenly they're just shooting missiles at one of the skyscrapers at another building, the skyscraper they shoot, it fucking explodes completely. Mm. Very trigger warning, 9-11-esque. Like it's just like falling down, exploding. The Capitol building gets completely destroyed. There is mass panic. People are running down the streets. People seem to be exiting this Capitol mm-hmm. building. Mm-hmm. There's somebody that literally is chucking a carriage, a Girl, baby carriage. The baby carriage. That baby's gone. That baby's done. Oh, honey, that that the, the parent or the babysitter or whoever was whoever like, chucked that thing. Good luck. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> good luck to you, baby. Because I'm leaving you behind. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, that horrible. Is they terrible. Chucked that baby and said, peace. The spaceships up on top, they continue to fly everywhere, like in super fast speeds. We see a woman working in an office building and she looks out at these huge, like, office building windows and she just sees, like, a leg of a robot go by, but, like, also flames and smoke just everything encompassing her view more buildings explode as people run through the streets in a like total hysterical panic now and the spaceships now are starting to shoot at the people Mm. including like there's even a splattering of blood into the camera moment which i was like holy fucking shit A huge explosion happens behind the statue of a saint and the cross behind it is fully engulfed in smoke and flames. And then we see the Uruguayan flag like flying beautifully, just like the waving in the breeze and the National Guard or like Air Force or Mm -hmm. human (laughs) sources Mm -hmm. counterattack. Yes, are flying in to defend and they bomb some of the giant robots and they attack the spaceships, which still end up smashing into buildings anyways and exploding on impact. It's just madness. Absolute disaster. The robots all start converging together at what seems to be like the center of town. And still there's like mass hysteria at their feet. People screaming. There's a man on the phone, like watching things fly by and smash into buildings. The machines get in a circle and they join together, morphing into what looked to me like a giant brioche bun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Delicious. (laughs) A giant metal brioche bun, a Voltron style brioche bun and it gets quiet because this whole time there's this music playing that is like little by little getting more intense Mm -hmm. and more intense and more intense and for a brief moment after they've officially turned into the bun 
And when I mean bun, I mean like a giant, like Madison Square Garden size. Absolutely. Just like a metal fucking huge ass dome that these robots have formed all, you know, meshing together, basically. Yeah. So it gets very quiet for like half a second. Like casi nada. And boom, the explosion swallows up the buildings one by one, engulfing the entire city of Montevideo. We see static, fin de la película. That final explosion was Terminator 2. Yes, so much Terminator 2 Terminator 2, and also it gave me a lot of Independence Day. Yes. Will Smith Independence Mm -hmm. Day, because there was a shot at one point of a car flying to the screen. Yes. Which reminded me, I believe it's Independence Day where, where fucking Harvey Firestein uh-huh. is in the car and he gets smushed by the car that's flying at him. And he's like, oh, crap. <laughs> Pretty sure that's what he says. But this final bomb explosion, Terminator 2, just the, it's the end. Absolutely. This city, Montevideo, is Destroyed. gone. Destroyed. So, wow. Yeah. What a short film. I'm sweating. I'm- <laughs> <laughs> it might be this room, too, and the three glasses of Prosecco. And the Prosecco. <laughs> All right, let's get into some trivia. Yes. So I found this article from LA Times blogs.latimes.com. Now, keep in mind, this is from 2009. This yeah. is from quite a while ago. So it says here, after seeing his short film, which depicts an invasion of Montevideo by a battalion of giant robots, Mandate... that's such a good word. word. Great word. Mandate Pictures agreed to bankroll a $30 million, $30 million Mm -hmm. upcoming film for Alvarez, Fede, with the filmmaker getting a cool $1 million director's fee. Amazing. Wow. Alvarez also made the rounds of the talent agencies and ended up leaving town with the CAA agent team as well as a deal with anonymous content to represent him for commercials. Most important, Alvarez also came away with an A-list Hollywood godfather. <laughs> it says here, Spider-Man director How Sam Raimi. Dare these <laughs> motherfuckers? How dare they? Spider-Man. Um, Spider-Man, you guys, put some respect on his name, okay? Now, that is the original Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. The Tobies. That were big hits. That, that, origi- that Spider-Man was humongous. huge. Pero si me vas a decir Sam Raimi, dude, mm-hmm. it's Evil Dead, you stupid For dicks. me, it's Evil Dead all the way. All the I way. assume that the reason they mentioned Spider-Man here, which is interesting that we're talking about Sam Raimi right now, because, hello. Multiverse of Madness. Multiverse. Which, which I, I have, watched. I have not seen it yet. You have seen it. I you have. enjoyed. I, I very much want to watch it. Anyway, so this was basically his like mentor. Fede's mentor was Sam Raimi, yeah. who it says here in this article served as mentor and producer, or will serve because this you know was in 2009. Will serve as a mentor and producer through his Ghost House Pictures on Alvarez's first American film, which turned out to be Evil, Evil Dead. Dead. Yeah. Can you imagine? I've already said this before. I think I said in this the, te- the Texas Chainsaw Massacre episode, like, you make a film. He worked fucking hard on this short film, yeah. let's be clear. You upload it to YouTube, and then however long later, it's like, 
we want you to direct the new Evil Dead. Dude. I I how? What do you do? If you say yes, of course. <laughs> but I, 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 it's just incredible to yeah, me. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so the article continues. Until now, young filmmakers were discovered at film school or at film festival screenings. Today, in 2009, the fastest way to spread the news is on the internet. It's telling that many of the young agents and producers who were first spreading the buzz about Alvarez discovered panic attack on, of all places, Kanye West's blog. Yeah, he had posted it on YouTube and... Kanye found it and he reblogged it on his and like that must Tumblr have just or whatever. Like, and then people saw like so many people saw it. Look, as problematic as Kanye West is yeah. now and might have been back then, honestly, I don't I remember. Think back then he was a lot less problematic. Yeah. I mean, 2009, that was right around when. Let's see. Let's see. My beautiful. What was it? Dark Twisted Fantasy. No, I think maybe that's a little bit later. Later. Let me see. 2009 was the VMA incident. The Taylor Swift one. Yeah. Oh, wow. So it's in Ooh, that vicinity. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Things are going down for him. Things are going down. I mean, I guess Ophelia Alvarez has Kanye West to, to thank. Thanks, honestly. Kanye. Let's talk about Fede Alvarez's YouTube channel. So you can Great. find it at Fede Alvar on YouTube. The link on our link tree will be his YouTube channel, which is where we found this film. So... If you click on that, you'll be able to click around on his stuff. There Absolutely. Too. Yeah. In the description of this YouTube video where you would watch this five minute film, you can actually download the 3D robot model. Cool. And I don't know, print it out, <laughs> do something with well, it. Well, nowadays you can probably 3D print it. Yeah. 3D print it, make your own robot, everybody. <laughs> There is also a link to a post where Fede talks about the making of the movie, and he states that he used the programs Premiere, After, Photoshop, 3D Max, Buju, Glued, I assume is how this is said. The E is a three, Glued, Uh whatever, and Fume FX to make the film. Apparently, the post-production effects stuff took quite some time. Yeah, he had to, like, wait for technology to catch up. Wow. Holy shit. Because he started in 2006, Mm -hmm. and it wasn't released until 2009. Yeah, So he basically had to be like, I don't have what I need yet. Somebody invent it, and then I'll be patient. Yeah, and and then I'll continue. Holy shit. Wow, that's very cool. So there's also a link, uh, you know, at this on his YouTube page to a video where he talks a little bit about growing up in Uruguay and also about how he made the short film. And in this video, he says that not even two weeks after posting the short film on YouTube, the first Hollywood call he got was from Warner Brothers, and he thought it that he was just one of his friends, like, bullshitting him. Holy fuck. <laughs> and he also said that he arrived in Hollywood on a Sunday, and by that very next Wednesday, he had signed a deal. I don't think it was with Warner Brothers, but can Holy you shit, imagine? Dude. It also states in the description of the YouTube video where you can watch this film that it was inspired by a short from House of Secrets. I watched this. Mm-hmm. It's very, very similar. Like, very similar. And it has a, a bunch of, like... Um, intertitles, captions in the film that are in Dutch. I don't know what the fuck they're saying, but it's incredibly similar. So that's what this was inspired by. Let's talk about Aparato.tv and Murdoch.tv, which are the production companies that produce this short film. Cool. So Murdoch.tv was founded in 2008 por 
Pedro Lafarranderi y Guillermo Carbonell, and it quickly became one of the most prestigious commercial production companies in Latin America. So they'd work wow. on commercials specifically. Cool. After 12 years of work, in 2020, they redefined their profile, and it seems that they've changed their direction a little bit. And from what I saw, it looks like they might actually have some scary movies in development. Fun! Which will be good for us here at Wiki Horror, so we should check that out. Now let's talk about Aparato.tv. So, Aparato was founded in 2008. The first two years worked under Fede Alvarez. He did the creative direction. And since 2010, Ale Damiani took over the creative direction. 2008, that was like a year before yeah. this movie came out. It says here in their Montevideo studio, they have a permanent team of producers and creatives specializing in live action, motion graphics, 2D and 3D animation, stop motion and visual effects. Over the years, Aparato has worked in a permanent basis with production houses and agencies in Mexico, Colombia, Peru, Ecuador, Chile, Paraguay, the United States, England, Spain, 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 <laughs> and China with Whoa. brands including Coca-Cola, American Express, Movistar, Pepsi, AMPM, AMPM, and Nestle. 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 Nestle Toulouse. Nestle Toulouse. <laughs> okay, uh, let's see here. So I found this article from The Hollywood Reporter called New Alien Movie in the Works with Don't Breathe filmmaker Fede Alvarez. Mm -hmm. I know this has nothing to do with the film we just talked about, but, you know... Actually, I don't think... You know, like, I think there is actually great. So I'm just going to include a teeny tiny little bit here. So it says in this article, your screams in space will be heard if Fede Alvarez has anything to say about it. Great line. Love that. Yeah. The is filmmaker. The alien tagline? Exactly. The filmmaker behind Don't Breathe and 2013's remake of Evil Dead has been tapped to write and direct an original standalone alien feature for 20th Century Fox. Amazing. So great. Ridley Scott, who directed the original sci-fi horror movie released in 1979, duh, and returned for two 21st century installments, will produce via his Scott Free banner. Alvarez's take is being kept deep inside the studio's chest cavity. Love that. Nice. <laughs> but sources describe it as unconnected to the previous movies. According to sources, Alvarez is a rabid fan of the franchise and casually pitched a take to Scott many years ago. The idea remained implanted in Scott's brain until late last year when he called Alvarez out of the blue and asked him if he was still up for it. Alvarez didn't have to be asked twice. So good for you, dude. I mean, if come on, oh, dude, Ridley Scott comes to you and says, hey, let's do a space jam. Not, not that. <laughs> Let's do a space jam. I, of course. Everybody get up. It's time to jam now. Just like, just like when fucking Sam Raimi is like, you want to do the next Evil Dead? You fucking do it, bro. You're not going to say no. Absolutely not. And you know, I, I got to say, when I saw this news about the Alien movie, I think I saw it on Bloody Disgusting. Uh -huh. And there were a lot of comments about like how people were, they didn't have faith in his, you know, talents, and I don't like that. That pisses me off. Me I, too. I, I find that pretty shitty, and Come I'm on, actually very excited because, if anything, we get another alien movie. Yeah. Come on, 
Don't be dicks. Don't be dicks. Like, we get another Alien movie. So excited about that. And also, like, I happen to be a fan of the Evil Dead, his take on Evil I Dead. I liked his Evil Dead. Thought it was cool. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. Gory as fuck, yes, which is fun. so good. I, the as, eyeballs. As, as you know, here at Wiki Horror, we didn't hate Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No. We had a good time with it. I know it wasn't I'm directed. wearing a t- <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre shirt. Eileen has a Texas Chainsaw Massacre shirt on right now. I do. Literally this moment. I know he didn't direct that, but he was, you know. He's involved. Involved producer. But I'm very excited to see what he will do with an alien movie. Love that. Agreed. Can't wait. Go Fede Alvarez. Fucking love you. And my last little thing of trivia here is just a little something about Montevideo. This is from the Montevideo Wikipedia page. It says here, in 2014, it was regarded as the fifth most gay-friendly metropolis in the world and the first in Latin America. Hey! Felicidades. Felicidades. Yay. We did it. We love you, Montevideo. (laughs) And that's my for being pro gay and that's my tribute for today. So, supposedly this movie was made with a $300 budget. Jesus. Which is very impressive. Yeah. And that Alvarez created the visual effects on his own, his company doing all that stuff, but basically it was him that was doing it. The film premiered on October 31st, 2009 at the Buenos Aires Rojo Sangre Film Festival and then Literally a few days later, uh, it was uploaded to YouTube on November 3rd, 2009. Right after Kanye West retweeted it or whatever he did, that's when the thing started getting crazy. The music that we hear throughout the film is called In the House in a Heartbeat, which is an instrumental piece by John Murphy. And the music was originally composed for the 2002 film 28 Days Later. Very cool. Recognized it. Immediately. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Wow. It fits. Works great. Totally. There is a moment in the film where somebody, I said it uh, while we were discussing the movie, that some a guy on the phone looks over and there's like jets flying by or whatever. And that guy is Rodo Sayagüez, our partner in crime. So fun little cameo from him. Uh, I found an article on awn.com. Uh, titled Fede Alvarez Talks Panic Attack, written by Bill Dezowitz on Friday or posted Friday, April 16th, 2010. When he got signed to Hollywood and Ghost House Pictures and everything, originally he was meant to make this film into a feature. Oh. Yes. Wow. So they brought in a new writer, John Hlavin, H-L-A-V-I-N. Eleven, um, who wrote under Underworld Four and like wrote on the Shield, if you remember that show, and they worked together and they've been working on the script. That the guy had gone down to Montevideo and Fele had gone back to LA, back and forth, and it's basically a long feature version of Panic Attack. It's an alien invasion movie, but not big robots. Oh, it's okay. a similar vein, but the big robots are not involved. 
I started Panic Attack in 2006. The thing that was inspiring about War of the Worlds, the one with Mm. Tom Cruise, not Mm -hmm. the original, the thing that was inspiring about War of the Worlds for Panic Attack was the idea of just the point of view of one person during the invasion. We never move away from Tom Cruise's point of view in that movie, and that was kind of cool. Honestly, Panic Attack was inspired by an intro, which is tyrants from afar that you just talked about Mm -hmm. that I saw in Amsterdam for a film festival where I was living in 2004, taking a master's in screenwriting. Basically it was the first time that I saw something like that. It was a huge scale robot invasion with just three or four CG shots. I thought, wow, this is close to the place where I was living where all the action is happening. So it was the first time I understood big sci-fi movies. I always liked them, but I never got the feeling before of living in the place where the movie is actually taking place. People from L.A. or New York or even London or Paris get this feeling all the time. But if you're from Uruguay, you never get that feeling. Mm. And I was like, that's so that's very true. So this article The interviewer asked, so how's the feature been going so far? The one that he's supposed to be writing that is basically panic attack Mm -hmm. or ataque de panico. And Fede says, now we have the whole plot. It wasn't hard because when you have creative freedom to do the movie you want, it's easier and a more natural process. We just sat down and figured out what would please us. That's basically what Ramey said to me on our first call. Quote, just make sure you do the movie that you always wanted to go to the theater to watch. I hope we make it. Now, I found another article from HorrorThriller.com. Oh, this review is by E.C. McMullen Jr. And this guy like talks about Ataque de Panico and like links a bunch of different articles and stuff like that. And he links tyrants from afar also Mm -hmm. and everything. And so he, at the end of it says after all these links and things like that, he gives his own little opinion, which I thought was very interesting. He goes, Mm. so Fede Alvarez made this exciting short science fiction, horror thriller movie, right? Interview after interview, Fede talks about wanting to make science fiction thrillers, right? Sam Raimi's Ghost House Pictures whisked him away to Hollywood to recreate his short into a feature-length science fiction thriller, right? So what are the two movies that Sam Raimi had Fede work on first? Supernatural Horror. Hmm. Good going there, Sam. Wow. (laughs) This guy is angry. Yeah. That's really working for you at the box office, isn't it? Well, I guess not, because it's over 10 years later, and despite the wave of kaiju and big horror sci-fi monster movies during these 10 years, Raimi utterly repeatedly missed the boat as he guided a man who likely could have knocked it out of the park. And I'm like, okay, buddy. Wow, that's interesting. As of 2021, Alvarez is no closer to making a panic attack feature than he was before he met Raimi. And is stuck making Sam's vanity projects like low-budget remake Evil Dead, Don't Breathe, and as well as remakes like Girl in the Spider's Web, a Don't Breathe sequel, and still another remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. At least Fede's working in the feature film biz. More than that, he shines. Yet, I really hope his dreams for Ataque de Panico come true. 
Like Spielberg, he's proven himself in the trenches and deserves better. And on a more selfish note, I want to see this goddamn feature film. (laughs) Wow. So this guy has feelings. (laughs) And finally, what are kaiju films? So Wikipedia says kaiju, which translates to strange beast, is a Japanese genre of films and television featuring giant monsters. The term kaiju can also refer to the giant monsters themselves, which are usually depicted attacking major cities and battling either the military or other monsters. The kaiju genre is a subgenre of tokusatsu, which means special filming entertainment. The 1954 film Godzilla is commonly regarded as the first kaiju film. Kaiju characters are often somewhat metaphorical in nature. Godzilla, for example, serves as a metaphor for nuclear weapons, reflecting the fears of a post-war Japan following the atomic bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki and the Lucky Dragon 5 incident. Other notable examples of kaiju characters include Rodan, Mothra, King Ghidorah, and Gamera. The Wikipedia and the terminology section, it says, Kaiju are science fiction and fantasy creatures, generally Godzillian in size and character. They can be antagonistic, protagonistic, or a neutral force of nature, but more specifically as preternatural creatures of divine power. Hmm. Succinctly, they are not merely big animals. Godzilla, for example, from its first appearance in the initial 1954 entry in the Godzilla franchise, has manifest all of these aspects. King Kong is a kaiju, by the way. Mm -hmm. There are also subcategories, including mecha kaiju, featuring mechanical or cybernetic characters, Uh. including Mogera, Mekani Kong, Mecha Godzilla, Mogera, which are all offshoot of kaiju. And yeah, and that's the end of my trivia. Check out all the kaiju movies because there's a lot of good stuff out there. Hell yeah. Big old monsters. Love it. Absolutely. You want to answer some questions for me? Yes, please. All right. Eileen, were you scared? I was nervous. Like, there's nothing like buildings exploding to put your little nerves on end. You know what I mean? Yes, agreed. What about you? I said no, but I was also Uh, nervous, you know. What was your best scare? When they all got together, like that final moment of them becoming the brioche bun, I was like, something (laughs) is awry. And like just that moment of silence was very short, but very effective. Because you're like, this is it. That little moment, you're like, fuck. This is the end. I said the exact same thing. The blow up at the end. There's no hope. Nothing. You're fucked. Yeah, you're done. That's it. That's it. Who was your favorite character? The little boy. <laughs> Duh. Duh. That's what I said, too. <laughs> that little face. The kid. Oh, my God. Boca abierta. Yeah. Boca abierta. Adorable. <laughs> what was your best line? When the reporter was like, Estamos en una situación alarmante con robots o lo que creemos que son robots. I said the exact same thing. That, like, I can't believe how much that lands of, Mm. like, what we think are robots. How are you supposed to know? We don't fucking know. Just because it's metal, that don't mean a goddamn thing. Look at fucking science now. Look (sighs) at these robots that literally look like human beings are like, hello, I am your friend. Yes. And they, like, 
have skin and Hello, faces. Hello, I am your friend, yes. <laughs> like, no, dude. You are not my friend. No, you're not my friend. I don't trust you. And you? Yeah. Um, I said the exact same line. Very scary. What was your best death? I guess for me, because you don't really see a particular person dying, but I'd say when the spaceship started shooting and you got that splatter of blood on Mm -hmm. the screen, that was officially the moment where you're like, oh, they're attacking people also. Mm. Because before the giant robots were attacking buildings. Yeah. And like that moment was like, oh, no, it's also like it's us. Yeah. And so that I think was very scary. It isn't particularly you don't see someone specifically, but like. The death of buildings, sure, whatever, but the death of humans, that mm-hmm. makes it very real. With splatter yeah. blood on the camera, fucked. I wrote the baby. <gasps> the, the baby. The, Again, you, don't know. you don't see it. You don't know. You don't see it. But whoever, like we said earlier, whoever was in charge of that baby was just let that baby go. Goodbye. Goodbye. And <laughs> honestly, the baby will die. Sorry. Sorry, But baby. because there's a huge explosion, goodbye. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, everybody there. Yeah, everybody's dead. Including that baby. Did you learn anything from this film or about the culture or anything like that? I mean, I learned what Montevideo looks like a little bit more. I wrote um, the exact same thing. I wrote no, but it's nice to see Montevideo. Lovely to, be to like, see Montevideo. See more, see more of the town, mm-hmm. even though it's getting blown to bits. Yeah, some of those buildings know? were gorgeous. Oh, gorgeous. It's a beautiful sunny day. I love that we saw like the first building that goes down is a very modern looking skyscraper. But then yeah. the next one is like an old timey Capitol building. So you get a little bit of everything in there. Very cool. And finally, how many ooze do you give this movie? I'm going to give this... Four. Great. Because it was a short baby. Honestly, delivered exactly what it needed to deliver. You don't need the why. You don't need how. They're here. They're ready to explode everything. And then they do. Perfect. Great. You don't need. I mean, there is a reason why Hollywood came a calling. Absolutely. When they saw this. It's great. A perfect six minute little film. I gave this three and a half. We've heard a lot about this movie. And, you know, like we've just talked about what happened. Like, what was the outcome of this short film? So when I watched it, I was like, I guess like my expectations were very, very, very high. Sure. And I saw it and I was like, oh, awesome. Great. I love it. I wasn't like blown away. Yeah. No pun intended. But I very much enjoyed it. So I will give this three and a half. I think it's a fun, awesome fucking time. I can see why Fede has the career that he has, and I cannot wait to see more. And as much as I thought that that article that you read was rather shady, uh-huh. I also kind of agree. Would love to see Ataque de Panico Give us Ataque de Panico. Film. Would love to see it. Give it to us. Give it to us. Sign our petition. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, let's get out of this rumble of a town that is Montevideo. Somehow we have survived underneath the wreckage. We made it. We were let's underneath that bridge in a in a particular corner that saved us. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you every single time. Muchísimas gracias. Make sure and follow us on our redes sociales at Wiki Horror on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to Sonoro for being 
the corner of the bridge that we live under. We are your trolls. And uh, <laughs> uh, you can follow them at Sonora Podcasts on Instagram and Twitter as well. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review. It is a wonderful gift to us when you do. It is. And uh, Johnny, thank you so much for being here on my birthday. I'm so excited that we got to record in my humble abode. Eileen, I'm going to take it this time. Happy birthday. I fucking love you. I fucking love you too. <laughs> and we'll see you guys in la próxima semana. Adiós. Adiós. Uy, qué horror. Es una producción de Sonoro. Produced by Jonathan Atkinson and Eileen Clark. Edición y mezcla, Karina Riverol. Escuche Uy, qué horror en cualquier plataforma donde escuchen podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review. Adiós. Adiós.